the message that my dad always passed on to us, because he believed it, right? He wasn't trying to hurt us or sabotage us. He genuinely believed this to be true. And so he wanted to pass on a nugget that he thought would be helpful for us. But what he passed on is that money is hard to come by. You have to work yourself to the bone and literally sacrifice everything else in your life, including your closest relationships, in order to succeed. Welcome to Wiseish. On this show, we combine modern neuroscience with ancient wisdom so you can master your emotions, heal your relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita. I'm a Harvard-trained physician and a double board-certified psychiatrist. And my passion is to teach you the tools that help me create the life of my dreams. Let's get started. Well, hello, hello, my wise ones. What's up? How are you? So good to connect with you. We are back, and this episode is going to be on, you guessed it, how do we shift those limiting beliefs? If you don't know what I'm talking about, tisk tisk, you missed last week's episode. Last week's episode, I talked about how to find what your limiting beliefs are, because if you don't know what they are, you can't change them, right? So pick any circumstance that you notice yourself sabotaging or resisting, right? You say you want something, but you don't do the things or take the risks or make the decisions that would lead you to the thing that you want. You keep doing the same old, same old, but you're saying you want something else, right? We all have such areas in our lives. So last week, we talked about looking at those areas with new lens and I walked you through three questions to help you find your limiting beliefs around that issue. I hope you did that. If you didn't, please pause this, go back to that episode and do that work so that this episode will make sense to you. Okay. All right. This episode is about how to shift those limiting beliefs. As I was sharing last week, one of the things that I have used this work for among many one of them that recently I have used this toolkit for is in my own business, where I sort of um, changed up everything and it was scary because my business was very successful. It still is. But it was scary to think about what if it stops being successful? What if I break it beyond repair? What if my decision to change it leads to the demise of the whole business. And I'm the main uh, financial contributor in our family. And so, you know, there are other people's and my family's well-being at risk as well. So there was a lot of hesitation, even though I said I wanted to feel differently about the business and my work and to have my day-to-day -day life look different. I was saying those things, but I wasn't doing anything about it because I had all these limiting beliefs. And so going through those three exercises and tools that I shared last week helped me figure out what are those limiting beliefs. And now I'm going to share with you how to shift them. Okay, 
So one of the limiting beliefs that I realized I have around this is the fear of money. Okay. I grew up in a family that was pretty wealthy by comparison to other families that I saw around me growing up, right? My father, we grew up in Southern India. My father was a very well-known, well-respected, uber successful um, eye surgeon, a physician himself. And he came from abject poverty and really established an empire, right? He was one of the most well-known eye surgeons in all of Southeast Asia, okay? Not just India. So clearly that meant that he was very successful financially as well. However, despite growing up in a home that had all of the external indicators of comfort and wealth, such as a big home, um, you know, people helping us, uh, a chauffeur, a cook, right? All these comforts, really. And, you know, lavish meals and um, just, you know, things that even in this Western world would be considered uber wealthy. You can imagine how that was growing up in Southern India back in the 70s and 80s, right? Despite that, though, the message that my dad always passed on to us, because he believed it, right? He wasn't trying to hurt us or sabotage us. He genuinely believed this to be true. And so he wanted to pass on a nugget that he thought would be helpful for us. But what he passed on is that money is hard to come by. You have to work yourself to the bone and literally sacrifice everything else in your life, including your closest relationships, in order to succeed. And that it's a doggy dog world and there isn't enough to go around. And that you have to go after things no matter what it takes, even if that means in some ways, stepping on the toes of those that you care about. So he genuinely believed that. That's how he saw the world. And so he passed these on to us. And because I was exposed to this way of thinking when I was very young and didn't have any opinions or perspectives or life experiences of my own, I just took this to be the gospel truth right? We all do. Whatever we are raised with, it just seeps into our bone marrow, right? So that's how I grew up seeing the world. Now, it makes a lot more sense, given that those are my limiting beliefs, that I would hesitate to change something that was working, even though the way it was set up was not in alignment with my highest self or my values or the way I wanted to spend my time, but it was working. I was bringing money. And in my head, there's not enough to go around. Sacrificing what's important to you is part of, you know, being an adult and, and providing for your family. And you can only have one or the other. You can't have both, right? Given that that's what I believed in my subconscious mind, even though my conscious thoughts were like, oh, you know, I can change the business and it will be fine. It might be hard initially, but it'll all be fine. 
But deep down, these beliefs kept me saying that I wanted one thing, but recreating the old thing over and over. Okay. So now once I figured out those limiting beliefs, these are the three steps that help me shift them. And in the course of shifting my core limiting beliefs, I have now recreated my business and my life and my day-to-day -day experience of the world, my work, the impact I have on the world, the relationships, how I see myself as a spouse and a parent, all of those things have been elevated as a result of this work. And here's the thing, it not only did not sacrifice our finances, it has created such flow in our finances that I have never felt before. So I am in awe of the power of this work and I wanted to share it with you. Okay, so what are the three steps, once you know your limiting beliefs, to be able to shift them? Okay, number one, right? You got to go step by step with this. The first step is to, whenever you have those uh, resisting thoughts, right? Oh my gosh, I really should announce to everyone that I want to change my business, but maybe not today. Oh no, but I should. Why am I not doing what I said I would? But that's because this week is hard and we're busy. Maybe I'll do it next week. This back and forth, back and forth negotiation that I would be doing in my head, which by the way, was exhausting, right? Whenever I notice that negotiation, I use the first tool, which is replace that with just factual thoughts. Factual thoughts are things that aren't super duper inspiring or positive or anything, but it's not a negative repetition of the push and pull either. For me, that sounded like this. Money is just a piece of paper. Money is an exchange of value. When we provide good value, we are rewarded with money. Okay. I have created in my own life periods of time where I felt in flow and ease and made good money. It's not all the time, but I have had moments like that in my own life. I know people who are quite wealthy and who have deeply fulfilling relationships. And I can actually name two or three people off the top of my head, right? So these are fact-based thoughts that are not like, no, the world is wonderful and I can, you know, I'll make a million dollars rain on me just by wanting it and closing my eyes. I'm not making stuff up. I am literally repeating to myself thoughts that are fact-based that I can hang my hat on and say, yes, that's true. Okay, that's it. That's a first step. Notice that doesn't mean because I'm having those facts-based thoughts that immediately I'm going to go do the thing that I've been resisting. I'm not using it to try to get to a different action. I am literally just replacing the typical push and pull, resistance, argumentative um, thoughts in my head that I usually get stuck in 
I'm just replacing it with thoughts that are fact-based. Okay? So that's the first step. Because it gets you out of the, am I bad for not doing it or am I bad if I do it? That is the push and pull, right? And it gets you out of your head because all you're saying is, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that, that is true. Yep, money is just a piece of paper. I mean, it is a piece of paper. You can even remove the word just if it doesn't feel, you know, just fact-based to you. You can just say money is a piece of paper. That is true. Money is an exchange of value. Any business that provides really good value will be rewarded with money. That is true. I see it everywhere, right? Um, oh, yes. I know off the top of my head two or three people that I can name that are pretty wealthy and they have deeply fulfilling relationships. That is true, right? So that's the first tool, fact-based thoughts. And I just spend a few weeks replacing my resistance with fact-based thoughts. A couple of weeks at least. Until it becomes my go-to. As soon as I recognize the push and pull resistance that I'm doing, I am able to replace it with these fact-based thoughts. When I'm at that stage, the second tool I move on to is where I ask myself, okay, what would somebody who had the identity of relating to money in the way that I want to relate, okay? So first, I realized that I wanted to relate to money as something that flows easily to me and is my friend, which means that I treat it well, I take care of it, I share it with the world, and I gain pleasure and security from it, right? That's how we would treat a friend. We gain a lot from the friend and we give a lot and share the friend with the world. And so I wanted to relate to money as something that comes to me with ease and is my friend. So I asked myself, if someone was relating to money in that way, they had the identity of a person who relates to money in this way, what would that kind of person think, feel, or do? Okay. Notice I'm not saying I am that kind of person because I'm, I'm not believing it yet. But I'm saying that's what I want. What would a person who is like that already, it's just their identity, how would they think, feel, or act in this circumstance day to day? Okay, so that is the second question I asked myself. And here are some of the answers that came up to me. First, they would be generous, right? And I noticed that I was starting to pay for a friend's coffee if we went out somewhere. These are things that I did even prior, but I just never noticed them. I would only notice the struggle around money, right? So now I started noticing when I paid for someone's coffee, I started actually paying for, even now I have this habit of when we're going through a drive-through, sometimes I'll just pay for the car behind me, right? They don't even know who I am. There's no way to get any sort of recognition or thank you from them. It is purely an act of giving and it surprises and delights another human being. 
And that is to me another reminder and proof that money flows, right? And is my friend because I share it. So I started doing that because anyone with money would be, you know, who related to it like that would be um, sharing of it. I started noticing other un what seemed initially unrelated to money, but it was like, for example, if I had got a massage, right, I am getting a massage, which costs some money in the middle of a work day. Wow. Right. Prior, even if I did get a massage, I would spend the massage worrying about the push and pull. Should I, should I not, but maybe not right now. I'd be spending the time in the massage table debating with myself about this, okay? <laughs> but now I started just being grateful and noticing what an amazing life that I can get a massage when I want. Even if it is that I only get it once in three months, say. That's amazing, right? So. I started noticing, I started going on what I would call, and I still do them sometimes, abundance walks, okay? So I just go around, walk around the neighborhood, noticing all the abundance and blessings. The trees are lush and green. There's beautiful crunchy leaves on the floor. There is a family walking their dog and laughing, right? There is my daughter, who is walking ahead of us, uh, riding her scooter, right? Picture of health and happiness, at least in this moment. What a blessing, right? Um, I would notice that my spouse and I had had a really good, satisfying meal before we went on the walk. Or that as I was passing by, I could see lemon trees and lime trees and, you know, so much abundance in nature surrounding me supporting me, right? So I started going on abundance walks where again, all I'm doing is actually noticing the abundance that is already there so that my mind is genuinely seeing that resources are here for me, supporting me and surrounding me, right? Um, another thing that I did was to go and look through our client list. We have helped hundreds and hundreds of people. And just looking through those names, wow, incredible feeling of knowing that we had helped this many people. And it's not just one person, right? When you help one person, you help their families and their generational legacy and their work environments and the ripple effect of having helped one person, you can't even imagine it. And all of these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people had exchanged quite a big substantial amount of money in order to gain this value. And we had in turn given them such value that their whole lives and their lives of their children will change forever. So I looked through all of those names. I looked through all of the testimonials we had. I remember crying at the end of that. Just 
reading through all the testimonials and being so grateful that we get to do this work, I get to do this work, right? So all of these things are things that a person who already related to money as something that flows easily to him or her and is their friend, this is how they would be acting, thinking, or feeling. And I started doing those things. The cool thing about this is the more you do it, the more you are prompted by your brain to do more of it, right? So once I started going for the massage and being present and grateful for the massage while I was having it, the more my brain would then point out other things that I could do or take risks and take a stand on because I already completely remember I'm taking on the identity of someone who already believes that money flows to me and is my friend. So I don't need to be anxious about it or protective of it or paranoid about it or worried that if I take risks, then I will lose out because money is my friend. If you really believe that somebody is your friend, that's the person in front of whom you're more willing to take small risks because you trust in that relationship, right? So when I started thinking in that way, I produced more and more um, ideas and prompts for me to do more of that, take more risks, expand myself more, feel more supported and abundant, give more. It became a kind of a domino effect. All right, and then the third tool that I used is I started noticing and confirming, I call them confirmations, right? I started noticing and jotting down the ways in which I was living into this new identity. So if I found a $5 bill on the road, right, I would write that down. If I, um, I don't know, if I started thinking about how I would structure our new program, that would actually give even more value to the clients and would feel in alignment with my integrity. When I started imagining the contents of that program, I would write that down. Wow, I actually am starting to imagine the contents of the program now because I'm taking on this new identity. It's starting to believe and become more and more of who I actually am. Wow, I would write that down. When I went for a massage or paid my friend's coffee, I would write that down. Again, the more confirmations I saw, the more evidence I was building for this to be my new identity. And the more I did that, the more I actually acted in accordance with that, which guess what? Produced more evidence. Again, this is an exponential effect, right? It's not one plus one is two. It is like compound interest, okay? So those are the three tools that I used to, and I did this for a few weeks, all three of these tools. Uh, looking back, I would say about six to eight weeks that I was building on these tools, practicing these tools, and expanding as a person. And naturally, by the end of those two months, without even thinking about it, I had created the structure of the new program in my mind. I talked to my team about it and I made an announcement to our audience. And it 
didn't actually require all of so much of the um I don't know the 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 negative energy that I had around that and the story that I had that it's going to be so hard and it's going to be so you know impossible and the market wasn't ready for it and all these things all sort of fell by the wayside and it kind of happened all organically and easily most of the work was actually something I had to do internally right and even that work I decided that I was going to do it in a way that was compassionate to myself and helped me become expanded in my identity rather than forcing myself or admonishing myself or disciplining myself okay and were there hiccups along the way absolutely but that's going to happen whatever even if it's you know if i decide to um anything right you decide to go for a walk around the neighborhood there's going to be some obstacles right maybe your daughter's school suddenly calls and you have to go pick them up or your knee hurts all of a sudden or you know, there's construction along the route that you had planned to go. These obstacles are to be expected. That's just life. It's not anything personal to us. It's just the world being what it is in that moment. So yes, there were hiccups, but the energy was one of inspiration and expansion. And now, and this was a few months ago when this whole process happened, now our business my business is so gratifying the program is top notch even better than something that we used to charge 10 times for in the past right we made it easier for people to be able to afford but even higher in terms of what we're giving back and the resources and the quality of it and, and I now have the day-to-day -day lifestyle, identity, experiences, connections, relationships that feels in alignment with my values. And I cannot, I just, yeah, I can't even tell you how amazing it is to have created that. It is blowing my mind right now how much beauty and peace and contentment and growth there is in my life right now and it came from this process so i hope that this was helpful to you if it was i only have one ask of you if you found this helpful please share it with a friend and please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review those are the only two ways that Apple knows that this podcast is helping other people. And when that happens, Apple then recommends the podcast. And that helps us be able to spread this message and share these tools to as many people as possible. Because that's my mission is to help as many human beings and families as I possibly can in this lifetime. So if you found any of the episodes helpful for you, please subscribe share a review down in the review section and feel free to share the episode or the whole podcast with a friend. I would so appreciate that. That's my only ask. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. 
Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope that you enjoyed the show and that you're leaving with some great takeaways and maybe even some breakthroughs. If you're ready to master these tools and apply them to your life, come join us in Mastery. It's our monthly membership program where we help you customize these tools to your life. Plus, we coach you and support you along the way. You can get all the details at bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. That's one word, no space, masters of fate. bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. The link is in the show notes. I hope to see you there.